following episode of Dave's Video Graveyard contains spoilers and naughty words. Listener discretion is advised. Of all the film podcasts in the world, this is definitely one of them. Covering the best of the worst and the worst of the best of all things film. This is Dave's Video Graveyard with Polly and Dave. It is Dave's Video Graveyard and I'll tell you what, I fucking hope Paul has dusted off his flame shirt because <laughs> we are going in to edgy 1990s. Polly, how you doing? Yeah, good man, good. Now, I have to ask you at the top, like, do you have like, do like a dying relative say like, Always like hackers and don't let anyone ever pay it out. Lest I would call them for because like I am gonna fucking tear this movie apart. Ladies and gentlemen, we have <laughs> discovered the Guy Fieri of film. <laughs> um, now before we start, Paulie, I hope you have an edgy hacker name that I can use for you this evening. Oh. They're not even fucking edgy, they're just literal <laughs> words put together. Um Oh, look, fire crush. Fire <laughs> no, crush. No, no, I'm going. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can call me Shart Overwhite. Oh, Sean, Jesus. <laughs> Man, this back week. to our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> any system. Hello? Mr. Gill, according to our records, you're dead. I'm what? But this time... Come here, look at this. It's some kind of virus. Unless $5 million is transferred to the following account, I will capsize five oil tankers. They just hacked the wrong guy. Game's over. Whoever wrote this needs somebody to take the fall. He's about to commit the perfect computer crime. You've created a virus that's going to cause a worldwide disaster? And they're about to take the blame. A hacker planted the virus. <laughs> but it's the perfect cover. Don't move! You know it! in frame. Can we be allies? I don't play well with others. Oh, wow, we are fried. Okay, let's nail it. You're not good enough to beat me. Yeah, maybe I'm not. But we are. They're the only ones who can prevent a catastrophe. I know how to stop this guy. They'll trace you like that. Are you nuts? Come at me! Unlike any the world has ever seen. Never send a boy to do a woman's job. Hackers of the world unite. Cops on the building. I need more time. This is the end, my friend. United Artists welcomes you to the new world. Uh, 
You know what? I'd never seen this before. Oh, are you serious? Never. Like, because I always like got past. I'm just like, yeah, because I I think I got this and um, sleepers mixed up. And you Sleepers were... is a good movie. Not Sleepers, um, Sneakers. 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 With Dan Aykroyd. I was going to say, uh, there's also the Strange Days movie, that weird yeah, virtual yeah. reality yeah, movie. Yeah. Ooh, we're in for a fun week. I can already tell. <laughs> so, like, this director, he loved fucking slow motion, doesn't he? He certainly does. And then, but then at the end of the film, he likes fast motion. But th- there's two slow motion bits within five minutes of this within the, uh, <laughs> So, the movie opens up in 1988, mm-hmm. and we've got... A SWAT team dropping in on this fucking world-level hacker that has basically caused the crash of the global stock market. 1,507. That's it. Because he will fucking... (laughs) And then we get treated to the SWAT where the mum gets basically cast aside as the SWAT team run upstairs to this ultra hacker and it turns out it's an 11-year-old boy. I was hoping that the parents, like, get shot up. (laughs) 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 And that's why he's got, like, the... um... The, the urge to fucking keep hacking. We then cut to the court trial. The defendant, Dade Murphy, who calls himself Zero Cool, has repeatedly committed criminal acts of a malicious nature. This defendant possesses a superior intelligence, which he uses to a destructive and antisocial end. His computer virus crashed 1,507 systems, including Wall Street trading systems, single-handedly causing a seven-point drop in the New York stock market. Dade Murphy, I hereby fine your family $45,000. Sentence you to probation, under which you are forbidden to own or operate a computer or touch-tone telephone until the day of your 18th birthday. Is that Desperate Housewife that's his lawyer? Was that oh, like no. Huffman? Was that? It looked that like was? it looked like Huffman. Nah, I think it was it was like a Huffman clone, an avatar Huffman. He gets the weirdest sentence that a judge has ever put down of just like, you know, no computers and no touchstone phones until you're eighteen, young man. Now this is the first plot point I want to talk to you about, Paul. He is banned from using computers until his 18th birthday which the the movie's going to happily jump straight to his yeah. 18th birthday in a minute has he been hacking the entire time or has he just been reading about it well see when we get there and i want to touch on something first like when we do skip to present day he is aged 25 years <laughs> not 18 the to say that the kid at the start of this movie is the dude that we see on the plane fucking hell <laughs> It's his 18th birthday, we're going to establish that he's a super hacker, but also, unlike many filmmakers where they want to show you something rather than tell you something, mm. nuh-uh, because his mum is going to Dade, which I thought it was Dave, Dave, Dave. but it's clearly Dade. I kind of want to call you Dave. <laughs> <laughs> his mum is going to explain everything you've missed out on. Dave? Yeah, Ma? What are you doing? I'm taking over a TV network. Finish up, honey, and get to sleep. And happy birthday. Well, the thing is, like, and, and then, do they ever touch on what happened to the dad at all? Or is it just that they just... Well, I was hoping there was a plot where he got killed in the SWAT. <laughs> <laughs> the mum used him as a human shit. <laughs> just, like, on, in the, on the elevator scene and totally recalled him, like... <laughs> We're going to establish that he's a super hacker on his 18th birthday. He plugs yep. in his 28K modem 
into the phone outlet and he he hacks a local TV station. Under the guise of Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Security, uh, Norm. Norman speaking. Norman, this is Mr. Eddie Vedder from accounting. I just had a power surge here at home that wiped out a file I was working on. And... Listen, I'm in big trouble. You know anything about computers? Um, uh, gee. Right, well, my BLT drive on my computer just went AWOL and, uh, I got this big project due tomorrow for Mr. Kawasaki, and if I don't get it in, he's going to ask me to commit Harry Carey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know these Japanese management techniques. Could you, uh, read me the number on the modem? Um, it's a little boxy thing, Norm, with switches on it. Let's my computer talk to the one there. 212-555-4240. So basically, he decides that he wants to put an episode of The Outer Limits on, and apparently the TV station is run by just a cart machine with two robot arms, the, and so he hacks in and puts The Outer Limit, but then someone else hacks the other arm and they start having this back and forth Yeah. at which point we're treated to a heap of smash cuts of like different bits of footage of the different things they're putting on so what they do in this film is like they do want to like show you just like you know lights going down wires to say like this is this is computers working people they'll show you like little smash grabs of movies and TV shows and cartoons as like because like it happens all throughout the film whenever he's like sort of We'll get to one in a sec. But yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. Like, it's a weird choice that they chose for this. Weird relationship with his mum. Like, Definitely. his mum just Very like, you know, they just work, moved to, like, New York. Mum's going... Morning. You unpack your stuff yet? Mm. Up all night again, huh? Can this wait until both of my eyes are open? Can I cut the electricity to his room so he'll sleep normal hours? He's been playing with his computer all night for a solid week. Well, yes, he could be playing with himself. And also... You're a virgin. I believe the dad rings. Is that who the mum's talking to on the phone? Well, she picks up the phone. Because she does say, I'll just check and ask him. Jade, you like girls, don't you? Yeah, just haven't found one as charming as you yet. Because it's the 90s. But it looks like she's done it for comedic effect of just like going, oh, hang on. No, nah, I hope he's masturbating in there. Are you gay? You're a virgin. Ha ha. Fucking We are eight minutes in right now. Yeah. Not the podcast of the movie itself. <laughs> and we get our first Coca-Cola product placement. Full disclosure, we're not sponsored by Coke. Or Jolt. <laughs> <laughs> Jolt we might be, we just don't know about it. So, and because it's like a mid-90s movies and we're talking about technology, like the Prodigy also has to feature heavily. And we need, to say, we need to say cyberspace at least once every four minutes or this film will lose its funding. I like the, the security guard that he picks up the phone at the, the TV station and he's just like, um, do you know about Mount Burns? <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that one of the guys who works at the other place is um, fucking Penn from Penn and Teller? Yes, Hal. His name is Hal in the movie. I'm like, there are so many nods to like um, sci-fi and no, 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 like, to better movies. Well, to better movies. Yeah, yeah. He goes to his first day of school in his new oh, school. What? How's he getting there, ladies and gentlemen? It's my territory. <laughs> I think this is why I picked the film. We get our first rollerblading. Fucking yeah, hell, yeah. So many people rollerblading this movie. Fuck yeah, they are, but they're also wearing midriff chops, so that's where I jump off. Because... But what's he wearing? He's wearing a jumpsuit with a fucking high-vis vest. <laughs> 
Uh, his first day of school that he rollerblades to, he meets in the hall Boobs McGee, played by none other than John Voigt's daughter. What's your name? Kate. Kate Livy. Here's your class. My class? You mean I'm, I'm not in your class? No, you're not in my class. Give me time. Hey, you know? Yeah. How about the pool, Kate? Pool? Yeah, there's an Olympic-sized swimming pool up on the roof. Take the stairs over there. Yeah. Sure. Looking more like John, John Boy. <laughs> <laughs> she she's a weirdly proportioned person, and I'm not like okay. We're not gonna I'm not gonna say that she's not she's not attractive because obviously a lot of people think she's attractive. But look at her face, and the, she needs hair to make her look normal because she's got fucking huge eyes and a fucking huge mouth. In this movie, her hair looks like she got the hair of an early '90s Lego man. <laughs> I want this hair. Her face looks like um, Luna Park. That is a good call. So, because he's a new guy, they pull a old age-old trick, which is designed to go up onto the roof and check out the pool on the roof. Apparently, it's the of the school they actually shot in. It's the the joke that they tell. It's the sixth level yeah. of a but five now they level actually school. Do have a fucking. Also, on our first day of school, we get to meet serial killer, the hacker known as serial killer, played by one of our favourites, Matthew Lillard. Of all the things I've lost, I miss my mind the most. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne. You. What is your name? Uh, Manuel Goldstein, sir. You, however, are not on my list. Whoa, this isn't woodshop class? Yeah, look, um, I want to thank Matthew Willard personally for just telling what goths are dressed like for the next like nine years after this um he went so hard to get the role of uh zero cool slash oh yeah yeah no it's it's just <laughs> he and he's so pissed off that he got and like he's quoting fucking oil and um got all sorts of uh different he's got a dead candy shirt on at some point but he's so he he's that kid that went to high school that had the 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 buckled jeans, the ones with the buckles hanging off of that, yep. and the, 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 the cyber goth pair. 36 pe- um, whole boots, and it's just, oh man. We're also uh, treated to Freak, um, played by Ronaldo Santiago, who I think is actually my favourite fucking character of this entire he- movie. I Joey, 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 one more dude at you, and I'm gonna slap the shit out of you, okay? Now I try to save you from yourself, but you gotta stop letting your mama dress you, man. You hopeless. They changed their mind about his character pretty early because oh, yeah. he is not the same person as we get to with his establishment. But as soon as he is, he's the he's the um, transvestite in Conair. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, and it's uh, and also you know probably one of the best parts of that that fucking movie. <laughs> now I would be remiss if I don't bring up the fucking fashion in this film. <laughs> it is basically if you had like a game like Crazy Taxi or. Like a rip-off of Tony Hawk's where you could customise the characters and they had over-the-top ridiculous fashion. That's what everyone in this film's dressed like. But is it is it such a stretch? Because I remember the 90s and people were fucking awful. <laughs> like, walking down the street was just bad. Um, Jesse Bradford in this movie just got out of acting school. <laughs> um, and didn't go too far from there. I mean, I can't remember what... He was, in the, he was, he was like the uh, B-romantic comedy guy for a while. Like, he's... 
Like even below Jason Biggs, he's, he wants to be Jason Biggs. Yeah, That's how yeah. fucking awful he is. If Jason's sick, he gets the call. <laughs> and and, and um, what's the fucking dude from uh, uh, Scooby-Doo? Fred from Scooby-Doo? Freddie Prince Jr. If he can't come in, then Jesse Bradford's cool. <laughs> if anyone that's been in a Scooby-Doo movie ever can't come in, he gets the call. <laughs> so we've established that... Well, we haven't established it yet, but it really doesn't matter. Angelina Jolie is acid burn... And whoa, whoa, spoilers. <laughs> Come on. Old mate is crash override, so together they're crash and burn. Uh, but one thing I've got to say, at the start where they're having their hacker fight with the arms and the thing, it's a lot of the movie, the movie acting of hacking where you just fucking play like you're playing a piano piece on the keyboard. Have you seen how slowly he writes his little poem, which is mess with the best die like the rest he is touch typing like any one of our parents <laughs> and I think this is the crux of why I hated this film so much is that I was never a hacker I wasn't a big computer guy like, I played Doom as we established last week um, but I kind of hated I hated computing at school I hated people who were good at computing because it made me feel really dumb because it looked like you know fairly easy concept to master so like I just didn't this was, movie was never that's why I never watched it because I'm just like I don't want to be a hacker <laughs> Well, that's not the case with Chart Overwipe because well, I had a GeoCities website and an Angel Fire site with animated GIFs stolen from Rotten.com because I was edgy as fuck. You were like a... Chart Overwipe in the house. <laughs> I was trying to think that you actually did call yourself. <laughs> but it was like really bad acts. We go to the nightclub that's like a weird lair. Can I we... thought Double Dragon had the best fucking arcade lair. I thought that the um, factory from Team Management and Digital oh, Budget. <laughs> I was say, <laughs> this is what happens after the Foot Clan gets shut down. <laughs> Shredder's been crushed by the thing, and they go legit. Yeah, and actually, it's just nightclub. that dude, the dude with the the bald dude in it. Like he's just like I can actually. You know. I was waiting this entire film whenever they're filming in that that area. Yeah. I waited so many times for the music, the prodigy to fade down. Yeah. Go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja. <laughs> oh, man. Angelina has a head like a pop vinyl figure is my next note. I couldn't <laughs> stop noticing it. Um, she has like... And there's a the thing. is like... I don't know why people think she's great because... The Tomb Raider films, which we will cover on here, are fucking awful. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, she's not great in it because all she's doing is just smirking at Brad Pitt for fucking half the movie. Um, I'm not against, obviously, female characters and female actresses, but, like, I don't... I've never got her appeal. I like, she's fucking terrible. Going through her career, because it was a lot of derpy action and stuff, I think... Changeling's the only thing where I've actually considered her to be acting. But even that, when she yells, she just she's got that sort of Catherine Hepburn all body shake thing going on, and it's just like. Eh. I love a movie where the best actor is Penn Jillette from Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should okay. So <laughs> Fisher Stevens is in there, and he's a lot. I like, less... to, I like to call him a uh, man who goes on to Law and Order, and you know he's got something to do with the crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna say that. Uh, He's a lot less Indian than I remember him in Short Circuit too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Charlton, this is a barrel of monkeys. Oh, let us go scrape up some female chicks. An opportunity to spread your legs. 
Good to smell the breezes, hmm? Um, he's not doing brown face this time. No, nah, they didn't get the tanning bed out. And he's in a lot of good... Like, I think he knows a lot of people in the biz because he, he gets these bit parts in actually fairly decent films. Like, I think the next... I'm pretty sure he did. he win an Academy Award for the Super Mario Brothers film? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got him and he's... Fucking convoluted plot. We, we see him come in to the to, to Pendulette's like little thing and like that security room with all the lights and what the f- well let me explain the new world order governments and corporations need people like you and me we are samurai the keyboard cowboys and all those other people out there who have no idea what's going on are the cattle moo I need your help. You need my help. Let me help you earn your spurs. Ah, think about it. Enjoy the laptop. Cool. Tell me where the disc is. Oh man, I love every time they represent hacking in this film. It turns into a fucking Windows Media Player screensaver. (laughs) But I've got to say, like, this is just... We get treated to some of the dumbest shit. Basically, I'll try and dumb it down because I am dumb. <laughs> so, he works as a security expert for a big oil company. Yeah. On the cyber side of things, the cyber crime side of things. Yeah, yeah. He has created a worm out of the Richard Pryor Superman movie that skims <laughs> a little bit of money, or office space, office skims space. a little bit of money from the company, like 10 yeah. cents here, 2 cents there. Then, once it's finished, it deletes itself. Yes. When they when the kid hacks into this thing, he decides to show that he's been there. He'll steal whatever they've got in the garbage can. Yeah. Just happened to get the worm while it was in the garbage bin. And there's the setup for the film. Yeah, and he's in cahoots with um, Lorraine Bracco. Obviously, she hasn't come into her Sopranos fame yet. She's still, like, going, what do I do after Goodfellas? Um, and she chose this, <laughs> which is... So bad for Lorraine Bracco, because I like her. Also, my next note is, is that HIV Mark Anthony? And it turns out it's just straight up Mark Anthony, because he's skinny as fuck and young as fuck. Yeah, he hasn't had that, uh, the, the, the cash cow that, well, I shouldn't call it a cash cow. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad fucking term. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Man, what the fuck is he doing here? But I think it's like, okay, what the fuck is he doing here as uh, an actor? Dig it. His character, all the while, is like, on, wow, they're really smart. I really want to. I'm an FBI, is it an FBI agent? Or is yeah. he some sort of agent? He, he goes undercover at a party, and I've oh, never. Fuck, man. He I, was high I'm, on set. That this day. is the first time in the history of the podcast I've been upset that this wasn't a visual medium. So I could share with you all listening right now him dancing at this oh, party, so being undercover. Where is Benjamin? Where is Benjamin Bratt? <laughs> well, he's was he water. sick this week? <laughs> yeah, it was. It's really fucking weird. So we get the head of the Secret Service coming after him, Wendell Pierce. By Wendell Pierce. Oh man, and you gotta think that like he's like I've been on homicide like in the streets. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm such a fucking awesome actor, and I'm in hackers. He walks. He walks into the meeting like the table read. And he's just carrying, like, a fucking suitcase that says talent on it. Yeah. And everyone in the room instantly is like, what is that? And Wendell, Wendell, we're going to get you to be in this movie and it's going to be a pretty big role. Um, There'll be, you know, a montage where you're, like, really, really... <laughs> people just give you shit the entire time. But that's fine. You'll be fine. Because that, that montage... 
Oh my god. <laughs> Where they find that he said that he's dead. So the pop vinyl figure that was married to Brad Pitt and <laughs> old mate Crash Override or whatever the fuck he's called. Zero Cool slash Crash Override. They decide they're going to have a hacker war to see who's the best hacker. The bet being that if... Right. I win. You wear a dress on our date. <laughs> and if I win... So do you. Because it's the 90s and that would be g g g g g g gay. Is this after their mutual dreams about each other? Can we talk about that's that? During the, that's during the... Alright, so... Messing with them. Uh, Johnny Lee Miller. Your mate. My mate. <laughs> he has a dream about... So he, firstly he gets um, busted and, and Fisher Stephen comes in and basically just you know, threatens him. Who gives a shit? Then he has like a, a, a dream about... And you see for the splitters of seconds... An overly huge nipple to go with the eyes in them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she has one. Actually, the... it wasn't that quick if you paused it like I did and sent <laughs> the kids. Go to bed, kids! Dinner time! Dad, you're watching it on your iPhone while doing the school pickup. Go to bed! Take all these kids out of the playground. Um, so, the, the dream that she has about him, though, is fucking funny because like it's essentially him in not even just a dress it's like basically near bdsm gear and she wakes up in a cold sweat and she kissed the johnny lee miller and she liked it (laughs) (laughs) man Um, this fucking movie yeah so we go on we find out that to be the world's greatest hacker you have to perform what's known as a righteous hack look you want to be elite you got to do a righteous hack none of this accidental shit yeah, you want a seriously righteous hack. You score one of those Gibsons, man. You know, supercomputers they use to, like, do physics and look for oil and stuff. And just hearing that sentence. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. <laughs> what the fucking fuck are they talking about, Paul? But this I was going to ring you at 2am this morning. The thing is, the other reason I really fucking hate this film is that it, it just combines every cliche of a 90s movie all at once. Like, like we we've recently mentioned on, on, a, on, on the actual radio show, like, Law and Order was great at, like, taking something five years after it was good and then, like, doing it, like, you know, well after it's, like, past its peak. This movie just seems like so behind its time like at the moment at the, at the time people were just being cringing like oh righteous this straight up is the film version of Poochie the Dog from The Simpsons yeah it is an out of touch boardroom of executives that have come up with this cool thing that the kids are going to love because kids love computers the only thing that was benef- that benefited from this is the careers of the people afterwards and I'm not talking about the people behind the camera because they did fucking nothing except for the rage carry too which that comes up a lot our main no, director okay. did K-Packs with your mate Spacey. My mate. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, I've seen the Rage Carry 2 come up, like, a few times when I'm doing my, my deep dives into, like, the, you know, the writers lots of stuff. I'm like, man, <laughs> it's, the, it's the Kevin Bacon of shit films. <laughs> Jumping back to the montage of Phillips getting fucked with the head of the Secret Service, they put his name down in some online personals yeah. and BDSM stuff. And so he starts getting phone calls offering him sex, and we get treated to. Disappointed white male, cross dresser, looking for discreet friend to bring dreams to reality. Leather, lace, 
and water sports, transvestites welcome. I, I know where you can stick it. I, I know where you can stick it. I just oh. want to lick your earlobes. I want to lick your lips. Oh, I'm lick your oh yeah, you going to lick? And then I'm gonna you want to lick something? Lick ankles. this. That's why they call me Stag. Oh, that, that's Stag. disgusting. My heart is steaming for you. It's ah. I hope to spank you with my Oh, look, I'll hand. spank your ass. Yes. Yeah. Turn you over and make you Someone wanting to suck on his earlobe. I'm positive that's Fisher Stevens' voice. I'm, I would love to see that you found out that that was Fisher Stevens doing most of that shit. This could have been... If this got made these days, it would have been a lot funnier. Um, yes. I think they missed the opportunity. Because like, cause the bit is like... And it's so weird. It's so prevalent in 90s movies. Self-serious, self-serious. Montage bit of like the big fucking Secret Service guy being fuckbird. Like, what the fuck? One thing I was watching this going, do you know what would have turned this into an actual... Like, this is obviously, whether or not you like it, is a cult classic. Yeah. If this had one bit of script doctoring from Kevin Smith... Oh, yeah. It would nail who the character's trying to be, because the, basically, it's if all the characters of SLC Punk suddenly became hackers. Mm. But I also fucking hate, because it's the 1990s, and I blame Janine Garofalo... <laughs> That quasi-intellectual bullshit that everyone just spills out. Uh, particularly, my favourite part of the film, Matthew Lillard, is in-fucking-sufferable. Without a doubt that we need increased funding what? to stop Hold this. on, I'm getting into Hola, fear. boys and girls. It is I, the serial that killer, clown? making my first coast-to-coast, hey, hey, hey. worldwide, <laughs> global television appearance. Yes, that's right. I'm here to tell you about this heinous scheme hatched from within Ellington Mineral. But for what, you ask? World domination? Nay. Something far more attacking. A virus called Da Vinci that when launched would cause Ellingson mineral tankers to capsize was to be blamed on innocent hackers. But this virus was really the smokescreen, right? What could be so vitally important to protect that someone would create such a, a nasty, antisocial, very uncool virus program? But why? Could it be to cover the tracks of this worm program? A worm that was to steal 25 million bucks. The password for this hungry little sucker belongs to Margot, head of public relations for Ellingson Mineral, and Eugene Belford, computer security officer. Son of a oh my. bitch! What's this? Is this the unnamed account in the Bahamas where the money was to be stashed? I think so. Unlucky! Yo. I feel like God. Oh, but that's kind of like, I I don't blame him because he's playing Matthew Lillard. And Matthew Lillard doesn't, no one plays Matthew Lillard better than him. Actually, I wanted to play you this clip of an interview I found with him talking about hackers off the Blu-ray of the release of it. And I watched that performance. I was like, oh my God, what was I doing? I was just chewing scenery left and right. And I have this theory, I mean, I have this theory about acting that energy is electric to watch. And, you know, back then it's unbridled energy. And I think that that worked in a way. You know, you had these two lovers, these, you know, the central characters. And, you know, there was these weird characters on the outside that were fun. Oh, you can't tell me that, like, half the people, because it's a cult classic, that half the people, the reason it is, is because of him. Yes. Like, he is the white don't be a menace. You know how the don't yeah, be a menace yeah. is like... It's not like that great a movie, but it's got some fucking good characters in there. Hackers is like another cult movie. It's like, it's funny because of him. 
and Angelina Jolie. People will watch this movie because of her and him. If you bring out Matthew Lillard and you ask anyone to talk about him and don't mention Scream, 100% Hackers is coming up. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and he's... And look, he paid his dues. I've like, he does, like, he's a voiceover work. Like, I, I respect him for always staying on... On his brand, and that's cool. Like he's never like like never shot away from it. Yeah, he's like he's like he cringes about it, but like that's Matthew Lillard. That's like and it's like if you thought Stu and Scream was over the top, then you should watch that. <laughs> that's subtle in comparison. <laughs> Take a look at how this film did. It was made on a budget of twenty million dollars. Do you know how much money this film made? million. It was an absolute flop. But one thing I've got to say, if you revisit the likes of the cybercrime higher concept films of the 90s, Johnny Mnemonic, Lawnmower Man, fucking Strange Days, all these things, they look like fucking garbage. Now, I've got to say, beyond the concepts looking dated, it looks pretty good. It looks like a movie. The sets... Remind me heaps of Law and Order because like there's one in particular that one where he's what he's got down the street and the steam coming out like that and like like they obviously they, it looks really good like I mean I'm, I'm surprised they used New York City as a, a backdrop for a movie that was like gonna not do they they must have known it wasn't gonna do much money but like it does look good like the the <sighs> I always like going back and watching video games and movies and like they think like most of the time like man I want to play that game it's <laughs> so fucking terrible it, she's pretty much playing Warmore man on the fucking yeah, yeah yeah now at the start I honestly thought that there was going to be all these smash cuts to stock footage because when he gets angry and gets played to go up on the roof by Thing he actually has a dream about murdering <laughs> I was going to get to that yeah so like you know that's like Oh, she, he walks past Angelina Jolie, who's basically playing the joke at him, and, and it smash cuts to this like guy in a black and white film choking another oh. woman, for, and it stays on that for a, little, a lot longer than what it should. And we're also we're all supposed to go, like, ah, oh, Johnny Lee, oh. <laughs> who wouldn't want to strangle her to death? You Twenty-five-year-old, oh, nineteen-nineties, you. They were really bad at casting people in high school and fucking the nineties. Well, I'm actually surprised they didn't try and chuck Mark Anthony in as a fucking high school student because it didn't make oh. sense they were all late 20s which is they still do it today yep oh man this film is so yeah, well, I, you know and like okay so if you want to know what happens <sighs> fucking watch it yeah we had to yeah like they 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 all win at the end you know and then Johnny Lee Miller and Algina Jolie famously got uh, married after this, this, this until 1999 good year for music yeah so uh, then um then Billy Bob came on the scene. Literally. Yeah. And bled. <laughs> right, I wanted to... Get you, I thought this week would be a it's good a time... Transition. <laughs> I thought this week would be a good time to up the edge. And instead of marry, fuck, kill that we usually do, let's put a bit of a wick, wick on it. Okay. This week, it's fuck, fart, fight. Who would you fuck? Whose mouth would you fart in? And who would you fight in this movie? I would fuck... Freak. <laughs> I am taking that out of context. You've now heard that 60 times come this point in the podcast. He is he is great in this movie. Oh, I would fart in the... Oh, I don't want to say I'd fart in the mouth of um, Angelina Jolie because, like, it wouldn't even make a dent anyway. At least, we know what this week's, at least we know what this week's episode's called. <laughs> uh, and I would uh, fight as much as I don't like Johnny Lee Miller. 
um, Angelina Jolie's boyfriend, boyfriend on oh, the motorbike. Fucking hell! Oh, <laughs> he, comes in, he comes in off there like um, caught uh, uh, making out. He's like, "You're doing the computer stuff now." <laughs> and then he walks out the open window, <laughs> and he's um, so he's so bad. I would fuck Angelina because I've always wanted to fuck a pop vinyl. <laughs> I would fart in Fisher Stevens' mouth because take it easy, dude. No one else is acting. Why do you have to be? He, look, I like when you see a sinking ship of the film and there's like one dude just trying to be the captain. Like, and that's Fisher Stevens in this movie. He's just like going, well, if all of you are going to fucking phone it in, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll give me an award. Yeah. Uh, and for the fight, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say Matthew Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's all at the end, like, they're all like, oh, like, they're all back together. It's just, I don't know. They obviously didn't want to set up for a sequel, but it wasn't a satisfying ending. Again, like, I mean, uh, one of the traits going through a lot of these 90s films is they they didn't know how to end them. And the other thing is, there's the threat of going to prison and them taking the fall for all the stolen money. But at no point watching this did it feel like anyone was in danger. No, and in the, like he's like at one point he's like, "Oh, no, I'm gonna make sure your mum's a fugitive." And it's just like, <sighs> and if I was like, if I was Johnny Lee Miller, I'd be like, "I have a strange, weird relationship with my mother anyway, so fucking go." The ahead. thing is though, like I get watching. I would have awkward go- conversations coming out saying, "Are you a virgin? You should go play with yourself." And I've got to say, like they're so worried about taking the fall. Firstly, they can prove it with the disc. Yeah. And secondly. It's shown that they made uh, the head of the uh, Secret Surfers, they made him appear as dead yeah. on all his official records. They can fix anything that gets thrown at them. Oh, yeah, yeah. What would you bargain bin this with? Um, taking a look through the bargain bin, I couldn't help... I kept thinking of the whole movie. We want edge, we want frosted tips, we want cool hackers, and we want a bit of sexuality. It's in there with swordfish. <laughs> nice. That's a... The start of that movie, I saw it recently. The 3D explosion. Still fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I can like, remember, like, that was the big thing. They, um, the Blu-ray was basically walked out. Was it Blu-ray or DVD? Uh, DVD. Yeah, so it was like, you know, this is how good... Yeah, it must be DVD. Um, this is how good DVD is. Like That like, 3D explosion, I don't think... Other than the Steadicam used in, like, The Matrix, yeah. which is fucking 20 years old this week. Fuck, we're odd. Um, that 3D explosion in the end, in the start of Swordfish is unbelievable. The only time since Pulp Fiction 2 that John Travolta's really nailed a role. Like, I think he's excellent in that film. Maybe. Maybe. A game. Maybe. Maybe Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> Future episode, oh, anything definitely. with Tom Jane. Uh, what would you give this film out of 19? Probably five. Like... <sighs> Yeah, I'm not even giving a reason. <laughs> I'm just give it five. I will give it eight and a half for the pop vinyl boobies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Shout out to everyone for checking us out every week. Uh, hope you enjoyed the super long episode last week. And if you didn't, it's okay because it was free. Trust yeah, me, it's exactly. okay. Come to my house and download it next time if you're bothered with the link. <laughs> Simply send us hate mail to davesvideograveyard at gmail.com. Jump on our website, davesvideograveyard.com. Also, quick shout out to the Toy Power Podcast Boys. Absolutely killing it over there. Getting some big names in the toy world. Looks like we'll be jumping on their coattails very shortly. Oh, awesome. Uh, until next week, this is Shard Over Wipe. <laughs> This is for that. Black
Signing off. <laughs>